Uh, granted, by the grace of God, I was able to quit my job with $96 to my name, no plan for real. And just, you know, the business and the stuff that I've been working on and the courses and the relationships and all the stuff that I had built up until that. But I did that sitting in the cubicle. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. I did build all of those things and I started to build the foundation of everything that's seen today and experienced today and stuff like that. Those starter steps happen at a bank cubicle. Welcome to the Video Simplify podcast, where I help you simplify the video creation process to help you reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. From learning to use your camera to simplifying video strategies to help you grow your brand and share your vision using video. So let's jump right into today's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified podcast with me, your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. This week, I want to talk about um, it wasn't a question that I got, but it was something that made me think about the days of when you all would hear me talk about, obviously, those days of when I worked full time at the bank. I've shared this story and journey in my best selling book, The One Right Video. Quick note here I've gotten notes, and I even saw like a recent review where uh, on the book where someone was saying that they weren't able to get access to the resources. I apologize about that because that is true. Uh, the book resources were not available for a little bit of time because we were updating the website. Based on updating the websites, a lot of links broke. And so it, sometimes stuff just happens. There's nothing I can really do about it at that time because we needed to redo stuff and rebuild some stuff. I've double checked um, prior to this episode and everything is back working. And that's for a lot of stuff, a lot of free offers that you would see in even older videos that we still um, allow available for download and accessing even as old as the Canon 50 guide for video, stuff like that. ZVE 10 autofocus cheat sheets, all kinds of uh, different camera specific things. All that stuff had to be redone. Uh, and so the site and all those things, those changes have been made. Some things have been reverted back and you should see those available, but if you ever have a problem, you can always email support at dianagladney.com to get any assistance with that. But if you wanted the seven day video planning guide challenge, uh, it walks you through with all the video stuff like that. I've double checked everything. It, it works. Um, but if something is still awry, please give us a little grace with that. But just wanted to let you all know uh, about that. So I put out a poll the other day about uh, and I, this was a question on the YouTube community post that as a creator, do you currently make the most money from your business or from a job? And I put the two options, which is my business and in quotes, client slash services, merch, et cetera. Um, and that would include other things, other streams of income that is by your work. And then number two, or the other option, which was a job in quotations, working for someone. And so 26% said they get it, get the majority of their income through their business. And then 74% said it's through working a job and working for someone. So there's nothing wrong with that. And it made me think about uh, the perspective of even sometimes the content and, and when it comes to like camera purchases and stuff like that. Uh, and I really got a, a question I just answered before recording the episode, which was like, why, not why, but it's like, see, and here's what triggered me to this and it's not triggering in a bad way but again it just takes me down this school of thought and I just again want to open up and share this a little bit more because I think this is more prevalent than more information about what cameras would die I think it would be more important than discussing workflows and systems and stuff like that 
if you don't know the ideal workflow, assuming you had your full day to you, if you only got a short amount of time, it makes it even more refined. I've talked about this in my book and I'm not just saying that because I talk about it in my book, but because it's something I realistically use. And I think sometimes those concepts, simple as they may be, this is the stuff that got me free. This is the stuff that really helped me to change my life. Uh, granted, by the grace of God, I was able to quit my job with $96 to my name, no plan for real. And just, you know, the business and the stuff that I've been working on and the courses and the relationships and all the stuff that I had built up until that. But I did that sitting in the cubicle. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. I did build all of those things and I started to build the foundation of everything that's seen today and experienced today and stuff like that. Those starter steps happen at a bank cubicle. Here's what the days look like because the days of what, what my business looks like now and the days of what my business days or sections of my day looked like is very different. So I worked 715 to 345 was my regular work schedule, which means on a good day when I got to work on, on time, because the, okay, be honest, the less I see value in something, the less I want to do it. And so for a job, and, and I could always feel uh, when that was coming, when I worked a job. So if I did, I knew that I wanted to, to quit that job and go and do something else or I was in the wrong space. So anytime it's like I stopped caring about being on time or I stopped caring about trying to climb the ladder kind of stuff, then I'm like, my mindset has shifted and because my behavior shifted, with an attitude uh, change, like it's not that important. I'm just, you know, you're there to get a paycheck, stuff like that. So it's like when you when you hit that mindset level, you know, something else is wrong. And that was like um, an identifier point uh, for me. Now, what my days looked like with that 715, 345, like I said, on a good day, I would go from, let's say you get there, get to work, 640, 645, whatever. Um, really no prep work or anything like that to do, but it wouldn't start then, it would start the night before, the week before, the weekend before. Um, I don't know who or where, I just know in the course of the business books that I would read and study, which was my primary thing every October, I still do this. I go into a digital fast where from that point up until the beginning of the year and maybe a little bit afterwards, I'm not doing any social consumption for fun. I'm doing social cons consumption for business, for work, but I'm solely reading and stuff like that. Not that I don't already throughout the year, but that was my thing. And so going into that digital fast, um, I learned a lot of things over the years, just continuously doing that. And one of the things was to plan for your week, you plan on the weekend, you plan the week on the weekend to plan for the weekend. You plan that during the week or whatever you plan the next day. Um, or the, those things specifically of what you needed to do for the next day based on what you needed to do that night or that night before you would plan for the next morning. Hope that came out clearer than what I'm thinking. Every evening based on where I left off at, like instead of, I would give myself some leisure time and I'm like, okay, while I eat dinner or whatever, just dinner, then I'll consume something that I personally enjoy. Once I'm done with dinner and I've had those 10, 15, 20 minutes there afterwards, then that stops. And then, cause I don't want to constantly be working all the time. I want to give my, my brain some kind of a break, um, to just sit and chill. And sometimes it might be 
just relaxing. So I would do something that would get me excited at the time. Game of Thrones was uh, coming out still. And I remember like one episode in particular and I'd be like, dang, that episode was good. So it may be something like that where I'm like, okay, watch this episode. This is my one hour out of the 24 hours that is devoted to leisure and that's it. And the rest of that would be reading. Um, so that's when I hit like the reading one book per day. That's when I start, like it's, I would start pushing myself to do different things while at home because I'm like, what are these four or five, six hours while I'm at home when I first get home? outside of eating or even sometime during that for reading, especially what else could I do with it? So what I first did was look at the time that I have available for me. Anytime that I was completely clocked out, what time is available for me? Then I looked at what time I have for my job and what time can I potentially use that for something else? Case in point, these iPhone headphones or whatever, I rock with these. These are not the same pair, but these iPhone headphones, like when people saw this, this is their sign to not talk to me. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like you see these in, send me an email, send me a DM. I never took these off. And it would have to be a supervisor, get a little quick tap and they would knock on the little cubicle piece of metal or whatever. And then I'd be like, okay, but I would still keep one in. You are allowed to have headphones, but not your phone. So I kept my phone in my bag. 30 hours out of that four, 38 to 40 hour work week was developed, uh, set, set to personal development. So it honestly would hit like 32, 33 hours of the week, which means I could do my job autonomous. I didn't need to talk to anybody. So I worked my way from a talking job. It was very simple goals uh, to get to different points to allow myself more time freedom to do the things that would help me build the business. So this first half of this is just really about the time freedom aspect. I worked my way up from doing jobs that required me to be on the phone. Like, like obviously you may start with like call, call center type jobs, inbound, hated that, hate calls. I just don't put me in customer service, <laughs> but this is where I was starting. So outside of food services, calls center, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I want a job where I'm not on the phone. I took the job to get in there making outbound calls that was better because you're directing the conversation, super short calls, just needed to get quick account balance stuff or whatever, and that was it. Then I'm like, okay, work my way up to, I was like, what's a job where I don't have to be on the phone? Because once I understood the culture of where I was working and allowed me to have headphones, I'm like, I'm in there. I'm like, nobody minds if I have my journal, which I always have uh, a journal so I can go and pick any journal for any part of a year uh, and know where I was at mentally, what I was studying, what I was working on. Still to this day, I. I think I just got rid of my journals and stuff from when I was like 16 and stuff. So I can always say, this is the one where I was at for whatever. So at the time, like different ones, I would have different journals. And so they would see me working, but occasionally I'd stop and write a note and I just kept it open because of this, I'm working on me while I'm working my job. Even if that was a manual labor, labor job, you know what you're doing. You can listen. They say, oh, I can't, I can't have pen and paper at my job. That's fine. Apple watch, I keep on my Apple watch on my phone, the ability for me to just quickly hit or say such and such, start, start a voice memo, take the note. I still do this to this day. So no, no matter where I am, or like sometimes I'm getting ready to go to sleep, brilliant idea pops in if I, which I keep a journal and a pen next to me at all times, just so I can write it down if I can, but if not, I do this. And so that helps me capture my ideas. I talk about all this stuff in the book, but this is the how. 
And so doing that allowed me to start putting that information to work. There would be some things that like I could do, I could do at work. So I started looking at the time that I had available during that work day, get two 15 minute breaks and a 45 minute lunch. I don't need to spend those with coworkers no more. Just don't. So because I would be sleepy because sometimes I literally would do what I still call to this day, accidental overnighters where I accidentally work all, all night long. And by the time I look up, my alarm is about to go off. Or there are some older podcasts that I had on my old podcast where you would hear the alarm going off while I'm doing the episode because it would be that morning, but I've been up working on stuff. And because my computer was so slow, like I was, I was grinding. So I get to work. I'm tired. I'm like, when can I sleep? Two fifteen breaks, put a sign up on break <laughs> on my cue, just printer paper, Sharpie. It's a real gutter. <laughs> it wasn't, pre- I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to make this pretty. I wasn't trying to impress anybody. My goal was to, as for as long as I was working my job, to make as much money as possible at the job, to bring as much value back to the company as they had brought into, into my life from the opportunities, from the um, different things that you could do, incentives to get more money, whatever. That's fine. It wasn't just like, screw the job and like, I'm going to leave this place anyway. No, bring as much value as possible, make as much money as possible at the job. And then like when it's time to exit, it's fine. But let's make as much money as possible, do as well, get as many privileges, all of that. So work, try to be more efficient, institute things, be on special projects, all this, that, whatever. Doesn't matter. I didn't really care about the job. Just let's go. Having meaningful work was important to me. Once it got to the point to where we weren't even doing meaningful work because the bank was continuing to shut down, they were internally crumbling, trying to make it look pretty from the outside. Problem is I read reports because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and so I saw that internally. So I'm like, let's stop because there's no, it don't matter if you're climbing a corporate ladder, if the building is on fire. So I'm like, I'm st- so I stopped that. So the way that I transitioned from where things were, the climate of the job, and even if the job is fine, because I mean, it depends with some of these companies, you don't know, just like the yellow trunking company, they just randomly, not randomly, but you know, they went out of business. It's just kind of one of them climates where you cannot really afford to be uneducated. Uh, And that just means, again, like I explained to my supervisor that at the time, it wasn't my supervisor, it was my supervisor's supervisor who used to be my supervisor, whatever. (laughs) What happened was it wind up being that you start seeing stuff, hiring freeze, hmm, flag, start looking at the numbers, sales are are not, sales are down, whatever, Um, you know, increased fraud and, you know, a lot of stuff, flag, 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 flag on the play all day long. Um, every quarter they put out reports and they put out alerts or whatever, X, Y, and Z. And then you can just pay attention to the climate of the environment, just like paying attention to your niche, keeping the hand on the pulse of your people, keep the hand on the pulse of your industry, paying attention to what other banks are doing, what other companies are doing and where the ideal target market is at the moment is the business. And it's as simple as is the business with us or is it with somebody else where are people vibing with you hear managers complain about stuff flag, flag, flag all day long, right? So that was my signals that things were not okay. I started looking for other jobs and I'm like, I don't wanna do this anymore. I just don't, I don't want a job anymore. Like I don't don't wanna do jobs anymore. I don't wanna do it. Um, And so 
this is the part that's really hard. Emotionally, if you're not careful, you start to go down, which is why every single day, personal development nonstop. I don't care if I'm talking to somebody. I'm, I can hear you. My full attention is the eye contact. And I'm like, it's like still going in, in one ear. For those of you that are listening, I took one earbud out because that would be my thing. Yeah, I, I hear you. And then I'm like, okay, we're done. Put the earbud back in. But I'm constantly feeding my mind because what I needed to do progressively, oh, this is over years also. I'm telling you the last year, years detail, but over year, I mean, personal development every day. I did this for years, years. Would you get tired? Yeah, sure. But I'm also tired of this job more. Um, financially, buying cameras, getting into investments of courses, um, some courses not paying off, others did really well, you know, as far as like the, what you learn, but everything means something, everything is a step. Um, even just in learning, unfortunately, expensively, that I don't need to pay attention to this, I actually need this, or it reveals this and that, whatever. And some people are really good at sales and marketing, but they're very bad on delivering the product, or they're very bad on delivering what you signed up for. So I get that. <laughs> That's why I take a real different approach because when it's like, like here's my the the gravity of my prayers at the time. Should I pay rent? Which I have options of stay with somebody else, like family, get another place. <laughs> you know, it's like credit, mess it up, fix it. You know, it's like these things are repairable. I only get one life. All of this is happening, by the way, after I have my encounter with at, at death's door, after I have the life saving, saving surgery, after I wake up and I'm like, what's the point of me being here? This is why I had such a radical shift, but ask me questions before. And I'm just like, you know, one day I want to do like you thinking about in the, the life of one day, you're living in that season, that space. And I stopped immediately because I'm like, those days are now gone. I only have today. Can I earn today? Well, it, or, or because it was as simple as, and not to say this to like buy my book or whatever, but I did go in depth there. Like I said, in a way I really haven't any place else. But um, when you wake up from surgery and you think in your twenties or whatever, you wake up like, mm, I'm going to be fine. Like get a headache, got a slight migraine I was dealing with overnight or whatever. A little bit there, but it's like, take some migraine medicine, it's going away, and it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, that's what I expect, it's gonna go away. Now keep going. But that wasn't the life that I was gonna be living, unfortunately. It was going to come with other things, with the endometriosis, the life-changing, debilitating disease, it's gonna impact your quality of life, whatever. I'm sitting here right now with a heating pad on, those of you can see the video, Vibrators on, which is why I care to use the Rodecaster Pro. I've tried other stuff, but um, I need it for the noise cancellation, for the environmental noise. This is part of that because I need a heating pad. I need a massager, and this is work. This is daily life. That's why a lot of times you see it from the chest up because, one, it's convenient. Two, it's a system. And three, I can wear my heating pad. <laughs> this was me at work, too. I had one for at work, and I had one for at home. And I'm like, I got to do what I got to do transitioning means paying attention to where you're at and what you need right now. So I didn't go out to the Applebee's, the hangout, the happy hours or whatever. 
Um, I stopped spending time on lunches and breaks with other other people. Occasionally I would, because sometimes you just need a break from yourself at times or just to be social, whatever. But to get someplace that you've never been, you've heard this before, you have to do things that you've never done. And I was willing to do a bunch of things that I've never done that were uncomfortable because life was already uncomfortable if I wasn't doing that. So at least the, these things that I'm doing that are uncomfortable are in the process of, and that's a very important statement that helped helped me a lot. And I'm going about this the long way, not the short way, because I mean, you can skip this episode if you want to, but I feel like this is more helpful than tip one, tip two, tip three, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm just kind of taking more of a laid back approach for this. So in the process of is what helped saved me from a lot of stuff. And still to this day, when I'm having challenges with things, it's like, that's why you have to, I'm journaling. So I'm not just having recurring repetitive thoughts and I'm only thinking the same thoughts over and over, but I'm journaling them. I'm taking action on them. I'm tracking my emotions. I know if I'm dealing with something, if I've gotten over it or whatever, cause I can go back and read it. I'm not just going based off of my memory and how I feel and my memories of how I felt. I'm, I got it documented, written down. Those of you listening only to the podcast, uh, the video version of the podcast, I'm holding up my journal, my current one. And so I just would keep them thin because they were always easy, lightweight, ultra light content creator for forever. Audiobooks, great. Podcasts, great, but not randomly. So when it came to the education plan, because this was a huge part, because you have to learn, this is how I found out about Ray Edwards, this is how I found out about Pat Flynn, this is how I found out about... Cliff Ravenscraft, this is how I found out about Sean Candle, this is how I found out about anybody, Roberto Blake, this is how I found out about <laughs> Jessica Stansberry. I was watching her on the computer at the bank on YouTube, little screen I'd have right there, so I quickly, quickly hide it, should I need to. If I thought somebody was coming, the cursor is, the mouse is already over the cursor, I'm ready to hide it, because you couldn't have the videos up. They wouldn't mind if you were on break or lunch or something like that, but, not, but I'm just like... I'm waxing a lot of people at work proficiency wise, cause I'm doing the best I can. I'm still using my gifts and all this stuff. Cliff Ravenscraft, Cliff Ravenscraft, excuse me. <laughs> my country slang is coming out. Recommended a book by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. In this book, he talks about being in your zone of excellence versus your zone of genius. Working at a bank, doing stuff like that. It was a zone of excellence. It was really good at it, really proficient. I could, could have done well in the career with it. Zone of excellence. My zone of genius where you're gifted, where you're called, where you, you know what I'm saying, where you thrive. It's what I'm doing now. It's the kind of stuff that I'm doing now. And I'm like, well, who's going to pay me to do that? Before it was comfortable, I paid for a coach that cost way more than I can afford. Lights would get cut off. The gas would get cut off. Rent may be late. Was in a, a uh, at the time trying to think before that. I know when I was at my other place, I was caught up in a payday loan game really bad, and so I had to use financial books that I was getting from the library. And because the city and the county library were connected, I had access to pretty much all of St. Louis's plus the whole metropolitan area's worth of libraries on, like no matter where I was going in the city. And so based on that. I needed to make sure that I could get access to books because some of those were only available in the city and some were only available in the county because you can check online. 
And so early morning, I would go. So if anybody was getting this book, I'm getting it. Get on the wait list. Go get it after work. People are like, oh, you're going to the Beyonce concert. I care nothing about her. I'm going to the book fair this weekend. And to the point that it's like everybody, you know, it's a joke. But they, I would get, <laughs> like, you're going to get made fun of. That's the other thing. That's why I say mentally. What are you in the process of? I would get, now people understand they know how important the book fair is because it's really something I love and enjoy. But it was like, I'm, I'm hungry. And so every year I just have something that I was working on. And so one year it may be learning uh, and focusing on one thing. Like I said, random podcasts and episodes and grabbing information is great, but focusing and harnessing in on where you need to focus is important. And so once I learned about, um, so obviously money is important. Time, energy, money is always going to be the three most important things. And so I'm thinking money first. Wrong. Because... I need to figure out a bunch of other stuff that I'm becoming aware of. That's why I'm listening every day to something, something. Because of this, now I'm embracing new information. So when I learned about Ray Edwards, and so I'm like, never heard of this word copywriting before. Now I'm figuring out exactly the things that I need to do to take the route to get there. And I'm like, let's focus on one thing for the next month, email subject lines, writing better emails. Let's just focus there because it don't matter what I'm creating and I'm adding people to the list, but if they don't open or they unsubscribe, then I'm kind of defeating the purpose. So again, for those of you listening, I'm holding up my journal, I'm documenting this. And I'm like, this didn't work. Or is this the right process? Or I saw this thing about the website. Should I build a website myself? Or I'm like, screw it, let's just, I'll take the money that I don't have and I would call my parents at different times and I'd be like, can I just eat there this week? Okay. No questions asked. I'm like, I, I, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay. Blessings would come where I didn't have any money. I mean like nothing, not even nothing to overdraft. And coworkers that I had been generous to, which I just am, um, just like randomly. I want to get you lunch today or your favorite food truck is coming. It's fried catfish fillets. <laughs> it's like your favorite food truck is coming, which they were freaking delicious. And, um, or, you know, they knew when I was not the reasons why, but they just noticed you're not eating burgers or whatever. And I was just like cleansing and I was trying to figure out what foods were irritating me uh, endometriosis wise. So I'm just like, okay, salad, but I can't have too much of that. So it's just like rice and fish. And so I just was doing that. And so people would just be blessing me. Hey, Diana, I love coffee. I saw this. I thought of you. Blessings just would start coming in. And it's like, oh, you eating ramen noodles again? It's like, Psh, this is the budget I'm on. And it's like, I'm going to get you a burger. Don't eat that. And I'm like, okay. Learning to receive. <laughs> so you would think that a lot of the stuff of what is required to go from transitioning to the job to working full-time in your business is more strategy, implementing strategy, taking a certain course. But a lot of this was just the day-to-day -day life stuff. And it's not about making the right big decisions, but it was more about paying attention to the million small decisions, like not spending my lunch with a coworker, or sometimes if spending, like you know what I'm saying, how, paying attention to how I'm investing my time, drives home, and to work and in the car, period, solely personal development. 
pull back out my iPod back in the day because it's completely full of nothing but personal development. Yes, I have a phone, but wasn't always convenient or like the iPod just made sense. Completely fill it up. Add, I was adding more stuff to it. YouTube has a bunch of stuff. A lot of authors will share their stuff, whether it be on their podcast or whatever. So I just pick a teacher and I'm like, I'm learning from them. Take a course, doing the course. Somebody got a free trial, waxing a free trial from the instant. I'm just, that's why I would stay up overnight, accidental overnighters, because I'm putting everything that I know to work, trying it. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So I hired a coach long before I was ready. Um, and hired another coach after that because I'm like, I think this is the thing. And so you just keep building on every little step. And for a long time, it feels like you're stacking Bible pages. It, the reason why I don't just say paper or books or something like you stacking, like think about if you've ever opened a Bible before. The pages are super thin, uber thin. If you're stacking thin papers like that, you could stack 10 of them, 20, 50 of them together. And it'll be just a little itty bitty pile, thin uh, thickness wise. And I'm like, every little slither matters. Every layer matters. And so the days that it would be hard, those are the days it's like, I need to take five. Spend time with family. Be with my friends and just have fun. And like, as far as um, having fun in like, just good, wholesome, clean fun. Staying away from any drinking, staying away from any smoking, staying away from any kind of anything. I know a lot of people fall into that uh, at times. I've had those challenges uh, at different times. But even before then, it's like really paying attention. And for me, prayerfully, it's like, this is distracting me. I need this taken away. Because it exposed to me myself when I became an adult as a... 17, oh, was, yeah, I grad, yeah, I was 18 years old by the time I was in college. So, uh, and I turned 18 on the band field. So I got into college at, I was like 16, 17. Yeah. So, um, or at least the one I went to by then. Now, what courses do you buy? What things do you do? I get that it's a lot of stuff out there. The reality of the situation is this, all of them can work and all of them could work. But none of them work if you none of them won't work if you don't work it. You know what I mean? So you have to be super obedient to what you're learning and have full trust in who you're learning from. And so if somebody don't deliver on something, you can get a refund. You know what I'm saying? So uh, but I wouldn't because I'm like, sometimes you will invest in stuff that's on Level five, you're on level two. You can't skip them levels in, in the between. Hold on to that <laughs> level five because you're going to need it. Put it in Dropbox. Put it in Google Drive. Come back to it. Now, for a lot of you, I'm sure that this is not the conversation that you thought that you would hear when it comes to transitioning from a job to, you know, hashtag living your best life. But like I said, this is the real life day to day. Waking up, hating it. Wake up and be like, oh, hell, my alarm go off. Paying attention to the way the day started. Paying attention to when I got to work, what was I doing with the free time that I had? 
when I can, I was, and so I'm like, I need to completely get away from people because just because you have a sign up, whatever, people still want to at least talk to you or whatever. They may be on their break or lunch or whatever. So I started going to the car, paying attention, immediately plugging in to live streams, community, all those different things. Immediately. So Luria Petrucci, I just shared this with her um, this past year. Uh, actually, it was earlier this year. We were out to dinner together. And I'm like, I've been following you for years, long before we, like, I was just somebody in the live stream. I remember vividly be driving home from work, sitting at a long light, stuck in traffic or whatever, put something in chat. Like, I remember everything. So I have very vivid memories, really don't feel that long ago. And I, I guess time-wise, it probably really wasn't. But those are the day-to-day. -day. When I got home after work, what was I doing? Now, because I have stage four endometriosis, and I'm going to leave it at this because otherwise it's just going to be an uber long monologue. And we probably already 30, 40 minutes into this episode. But what I did when I got home was at home, I would plan towards that latter half of the evening, plan for the next day, right? And then you plan like week by week, obviously. But when I got home, whatever I planned and worked on, because I couldn't implement too much at work, where I, I would take my camera and play with the settings in the car, record certain things or whatever, but I otherwise wanted to keep to myself. I wasn't like trying to film other people. Nobody knew nothing of what I was doing until it was starting to get towards the tail end of stuff, unless they was just like close to me. And it, at the time it was a joke. Having a podcast was a joke. And I'd be like, read South Africa this week. And they'd be like, okay. <laughs> or hired my first virtual assistant while still working at the bank. I'm like, okay. He's like, just got my first YouTube paycheck. <laughs> okay. Yes, just got a client. Amount of money I just made uh, on the one call is enough to pay, uh, is enough for what we get paid here for two weeks. What are you doing? <laughs> the conversation shifts, right? Um, until it's like, you know, you get the question like, how do you make money on YouTube? How would you always stuff with the cameras? What? It's like, what is, what is going on? Then it's, what other people think about you is none of your business. Free yourself from what other people think about you because it's none of your business. So when I would get home, the drive home, picking back up where I left off at, if I had a book, physical book, audio book, so that when I'm driving home, I'm reading audibly, paying attention or whatever, audio note, pause, you know, just pause because I had the on the steering wheel or whatever and probably got audio commands for some cars or whatever and be like i set up so i could say hey such and such take a note or start the voice memo talk through my ideas talk through my vision every day i edited a video every single day because i needed to get better at recording i needed to get better at the camera and i needed to get better like the whole creative process so i'm like every day if i put something out then i'll be good a lot of videos i wind up deleting i know i've deleted close to like 400 videos so over the course of years like certainly it's like take them down take them down take them down and now I just leave it alone but those older videos just like past the point because I'm like ah oh, those suck those terrible whatever um and I just unlist them like delete them now I just if certain ones it may unlist but not delete but every day I recorded something 
Then I was like, dang, these videos is long as hell, 30, 40 minutes. I'm like, how do I get better? With the stage four endometriosis. And I, to this day, I still do this. The days that I could not physically do anything, like the last three days, really just been kind of like on bed rest. Inside, I feel great. I'm like spiritually well, physically down, physically in a lot of pain, physically just like this blows. <laughs> but when I physically can't do, I mentally do, which is why my journal is so vital. Because whatever I'm writing, whatever I'm planning, whatever I'm thinking about, I could research on my phone, you know, or whatever. I could look something up. I could take more notes. I could, you know, go through a course like I could do. You could do anything on your phone. And so I wouldn't try to edit or nothing like that. But I'm just like information, education. So that's what I did also when I was consumed with work. When I can't do, I learn. When I can do, I'm executing. Learn and do was a philosophy long before it came out of my mouth on the on that live stream some years ago now. When I got home, I would do. And some days I just would have to get through it being in tremendous amount of pain. I've, I've not done an episode this raw. Probably, probably going to do light editing on this because it's just... exhaustive because I thought about doing some kind of a process like like I usually do the podcast keep them real tight not this episode because some conversations just need to be had and there's some aspects that it, it won't really fit per se I mean there's always better ways to do something but I'm just sharing that um sharing it in this way because it's the way I want it to unfiltered no scripts. This was the day to day from my interactions with my coworkers, what I did with my downtime, drive time, drive time university, even in a car with somebody on the earbud in, not trying to be rude or nothing, but you know, some rides you're not really talking or whatever. But you know, when I'm present with my family, I'm completely present with my family. When I'm not present with my family, I'm work. If I'm working, I'm 100% working and I'm 100% present. So I hope that over the course of these minutes together, that even though this is a really long episode, probably one of the longer ones I've done in, in a little while, and again, more raw, not polished, not really, you know, like how we usually would, because like I said, when I saw that community post um, results, I'm just like, I think a lot more people are in the position that I used to be in that wasn't that long ago, but it's, it's uncomfortable for a time. And even now I'm pushing through a ceiling. I'm in the process of breaking through another ceiling. Discomfort is always going to be a part of the equation of success. Discomfort is always going to be a part of the equation of success. But your persistence in your purposeful work is just one of the many factors that determines if you actually break the glass or not of that ceiling that sometimes is above your head, whether it's a condition that you create, that's a problem, 
or whether it's an external condition that you have to deal with. But either way, I'd love to end all of my episodes. The winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. That's how I set my sail so that I could transition out of the job. That was the day-to-day. That's from Believe It For this week's episode. I hope that this, um, for those of you, hopefully it resonated um, and it was more helpful. Just having more of that conversation and just a bit more of a longer fireside chat. Um, That, guys, with a passion and as a love to end all of my episodes, the winds of life blows on us all. With that, guys, with passion, I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there. For more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video, join the Video Simplified community at videosimplified.live.